0: Hi guys it's Holly here at faces and today I am sat with the lovely Fabian who is the owner of enlivened skin Fabian thank you so much for coming on and speaking No
1: with thank you, you thank you for having me today I'm really you're
0: excited welcome. good um, you're welcome <laughs> so should we just kick things off by just talking a little bit about you then and your business so um do you want to just tell us how you got into the aesthetics industry what was it that kind of made you want to do it and um, how you got your business to where it is today?
1: Yeah, so um I always been like kind of connected with beauty industry over like half, half of my life. So I studied it was always something that I was very interesting of, But then uh in 2020, as you remember, the first lockdown happened. And then I was like <laughs> it, it's been three years already. Can you I know it's it? yeah. crazy, crazy. To yeah. me. I know. So yeah, the first lockdown happened and I was like, Oh, I have to like change something, I just need a rest- receipt from what I'm doing right now and then I was going for the breakup as well so I was like oh let me just put myself and then I did my foundation course I did my other courses as well and I just started doing yeah aesthetics so slowly so was I had some um, experience with running a business before so I knew it it's gonna take time yeah to build it up everything but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you, really glad that I actually pushed myself.
0: Good, and thank God that your ex happened because your ex. I know reasons like thank you.
1: <laughs> they are always ex for a reason, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> obviously, having come from a beauty background, um, you will have had like your existing client base, which is obviously a really good start when it comes to aesthetics. I think anyone who moves over from beauty to aesthetics, it is great that you've got a client base. Yeah. there. What kind of treatments were you doing previously?
1: Um, so I was hairdresser before, before oh, okay. that. Yeah, yes, yeah. So I was doing hair, but I was mostly in London. And then in the meantime, I just moved to Brighton. So to be fair, in Brighton, I just have to build it up everything from scratch. Like, okay. I didn't really knew people. I didn't really have clients in yeah. Brighton. Yeah. So that was even more challenging. But yeah. yeah, slowly, slowly, like, I knew what I like. And obviously, when you start doing treatments, you actually can feel... What is your kin and what do what do you prefer?
0: Yes. Yeah. What would you say? Obviously, kind of going to Brighton and starting from scratch. Like, what did you find really worked for you when it was when you're trying to build that client base? Because that's obviously something that a lot of practitioners really struggle
1: with. I was going to like more facial sculpting, like lips, dermal fillers, and I was really thinking for a very long time that this is my thing. But then actually, since the I think last year, I'm more into like skin regeneration and like working on the quick skin quality skin boosters uh you Mm -hmm. know radio frequency and and yeah and things like that so i think you just have to like dive in into aesthetics try different things and go for courses like yeah yeah, because we have bad and good courses the training can be very yeah so and lots of people they expect that they're just gonna start. They're just going to like finish one training and it's going to be done. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's actually not like that. Like,
0: no, no. yeah. you, you can't to... be an expert at something that you've learned in a day. You know, it comes absolutely, from practice, yeah, 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 totally. Practice. And I think, like you say, you know, finding that kind of niche. So, you know, the, the skin yeah. side of things is what you clearly really enjoy. I think, you know, exactly. finding that niche and sort of sticking to it and becoming really good at that is obviously yeah. you know, really help build your business as well um and I think as well you know these days people are a lot more um concerned about their skin as well you know it, it's not as kind of
1: totally yeah
0: yeah I think, I think like 10 years ago people would they still wanted to get like lip filler and things but they weren't exactly. that bothered about their skin but they work in conjunction with each other yeah there's no point getting anti-wrinkle injections if you're not going to like yeah use, use a moisturizer use your spf use a highlight hylo- exactly hylo- acids, you know yeah it's, it's pointless and it's just it, they all combine together don't
1: they yeah totally and i feel like also our clients are more aware what's available on market they are more like educated i think lots of practitioners okay. educates their clients so i feel like dermophilus like you know high cheekbones uh, big lips and stuff like this. That was very, like, 2017, 18. Yeah. Like, yeah. right now, we're switching more into, like, natural look and more, like, glowing, healthy-looking skin yeah. instead of, like, very sculpted face. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we- because I'm working bright on, like, I have so many male clients and also I'm working with the transgender community. Oh. So, like, uh, face feminization or face masculinization is something what is really popular in my clinic. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm very like into this way to make like people feeling themselves at the yeah. end. And I think this is what really makes me happy in my job. Yeah. The oh. most like the people look in the mirror, they're like, oh my God, I love it. Like,
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah, and yeah That's the thing when it comes to aesthetics, it's a journey, you know, I think, yeah. especially if you're, um, you know, you're working with the trans transgender community, you know, they're not going to come out of one appointment looking like a male or like a female you know it's a journey yeah. it's building it up and really working with that client in terms of absolutely yeah for.
1: it's very unique for each client and you know it really depends what they're looking for they have idea how they want to look like it's also about the budget as well um it yeah. also depends like where they are in the transition like in which point right now so it's quite yeah but but that's really like Bonding me and my client, yeah. and we can like trust each other, and and I think that's beautiful because you can build a, a really nice, healthy relationship with your with your client. Yeah. and that's also Absolutely. important
0: because the thing yeah. is, it's not just about the treatment; it's about the experience. You know, yeah. As a client, you want to be able to go into your practitioner's clinic and feel like you're being educated, and that you you are advising based on their specific requirements and i think a lot lot of clients think there's like a one size fits all when it comes to a it'll be like oh i want to look like her or i want to look like him and it's not like that it's about really developing that relationship with your practitioner to to get eventually an end result you know it's not surgery at the end of the day it's exactly
1: like yeah managing people expectations especially when they come in with a picture or like Instagram and they're like I want this like you re- we really have to educate them and explain them that every anatomy is unique and okay there's like beauty side and aesthetic side of the side, but it's also the safety reason that we have to consider and that's supposed to be the first place like if I know that's gonna be too risky or that's gonna yes yeah, that's gonna be too risky I'm just rather to like say no instead of you know developing the treatment yeah but the safety always, always supposed to come first yeah
0: 100 yeah. percent. i completely agree do you yeah. with regards to because i find it um interesting that you work with the transgender community because I, I don't really speak to practitioners that are quite open about that you know maybe they yeah. do, maybe they just don't talk about it but um, do you find it's it's sometimes quite an emotional experience for that person when they come in?
1: To- yeah, totally. Because when they come into my clinic, I can see how they open up over time. Like they come in, they're mostly like very shy at the first. Like uh, it really depends on the person. But yeah, I can definitely tell they open up and is yeah, it is quite nice. And I actually make few friends that they've been my clients first and then yeah we just know each other like more in a personal level so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really happy about that I'm, I'm really grateful that people trust me and people yeah. come in and I can just make them feeling happy
0: oh yeah. amazing would you say that's your favorite thing about what you do then
1: I think so yeah I've been making people happy and how they want to see the in the mirror is just, and like, you know, when you receive the message on the next day or in a few days, like, oh my God, I look amazing. Like this is, that made your day.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Particularly, you know, when it comes to aesthetic treatment, it can be such a huge part of someone's month or their week and, you know, yeah. you know really helping them with their insecurities or just making little tweaks, which will just,
1: Exactly, yeah. change look
0: in a natural way. It can be a really emotional thing for some people. You know, um, I know that when I have treatments, I feel way more confident. You know, it's something that is quite personal to me, and yeah. um, I think a lot of other people feel the same.
1: It's very personal all the time. And um, another aspect is like we have to, as a practitioners, also recognize when somebody has like body dysmorphia. And when they have really high expectations, and we have to manage them, I think this is really, really hard. Yeah. Because, as you know, like some of the people, they think aesthetics gonna be like surgery. Yeah. But yeah. no, it's not gonna be like this. Like yeah. we have some limits that we can we can do with the face or body. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think what, just touching on body dysmorphia as well, you know. I think when it comes to dermal filler, you know, some people, they look in the mirror and they see that their lips are so small, like, and they might not be. Mm -hmm. And I think as a practitioner, it's your duty of care to ensure that you're supporting that person, but you're also saying no. Um, And I think that that must be really hard because,
1: you know... It's really hard because you you don't want to judge anyone. You don't want to judge the person. You don't want to make the person feel uncomfortable, but also you just have to manage, like how they look if they'll be able to speak if it's safe for them so yeah yeah,
0: yeah exactly and I've, I've seen it before in clinic where you know a person has refused a treatment and that is really hard for them because they like yeah. they want that treatment because they they for their mental health they feel like they need it but obviously exactly. their safety comes first like you say um yeah i think it's it's so important that you know practitioners really take that seriously mm-hmm. even on faces we have a um, body dysmorphia consent form as well yeah which means that if you've got somebody you could send it to everybody but if you've got someone specifically who you think hmm, I'm getting you know those those kind of vibes yeah. from them you can yeah. send them that consent form and you can make a make a decision based yeah. on the answers to that so I think it's yeah, yeah something that I think you know, you mm-hmm. come up with confidence as well as a practitioner.
1: Exactly. Or sometimes, um, when I feel that some that might be a, an issue, that I'm trying to always like build a relationship first with that person, make that person trusting me, and then maybe switch. Let's say a person have a big lips, a client, and want a bigger. So I'm trying to switch off from lips, give it maybe a skin booster instead, yeah. and they're gonna be happy because they're gonna have a treatment done. Yeah, it's not gonna be lips. Well, they're going to feel that they have something done on yeah. their face, then you can build that relationship, and then eventually you can uh, suggest that maybe they need some like you know mental help to like manage yeah. that kind of yeah. issues, you know,
0: 100%. And I think that that's yeah. one of the great things about all these you know new treatments coming out, you know, particularly your skin boosters are fantastic, yeah. There's even skin boosters you can use in the lips as well for hydration. Um, so I think. Yeah, sometimes it's it's a case of that, that person, you know, going into clinic and actually just getting a treatment is, you know, such a big thing. So yeah. it, it's great that, you know, you have potential alternatives for that person. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, building the relationship is everything because some people use that appointment as like their escape from work, they might be having trouble at work, they might be having trouble at home. And that that appointment could be the highlight of their month. Yeah, it's time for them to sit on the couch, open up to you. Be in a safe space. Yeah, totally Um, agree. And it it sounds like, you know, that's something which is a really real priority for you as a practitioner. Right. With regards to the treatments that you do then. So I know you touched on how skin rejuvenation is is sort of a passion of yours. And and that's kind of an area that you like to focus on. What sorts of treatments are you finding are really popular at the moment?
1: I think that Botox is like number one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, always. Like Botox we can use in different ways now. Uh, more like advanced technique like on the neck or on the jaws, or you know gummy smile lip flip so and people are very curious about because botox actually can give you very subtle results so because i have lots of like male clients so for example if they want a big lips i'd rather to do a lip flip on them than i know very subtle very natural um so i feel like on men i have botox like one of the top yeah it's the top treatment I think yeah. in my clinic yeah I
0: mean, totally and what about your skin boosters what kind of skin boosters do, do you like to use
1: uh Profilo is the first one that I use the most yeah. but I'm really fan of Pro. yes especially yeah especially Jalopro Super Hydro is is great. I just really, really good see results after this one.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people, particularly when they've just trained in skin boosters, they'll normally reach for like, you know, just the back technique or they'll reach for,
1: kind
0: yeah. of, you know, 70 hyal, the sort of newer skin boosters. But I think Jallopro and Profilo are like the OGs of skin yeah, boosters. They yeah, are. they and are. Also
1: like, yeah, and so, so many new treatments coming up all the time um so yeah I'm really like there's so many tools right now that we can use like look look back in five years back there was like profilo I know
0: that's it yeah (laughs) yeah
1: and now we have just so many that we can choose from and yeah
0: yeah and do you have any treatments that you are looking to, to train in at the moment have you got any training booked in
1: well I'm thinking of bbl right now but yeah. i'm just gonna wait because as you know there are new regulations coming up so yeah. i think i'm just gonna wait and see what's gonna be the guidance what's gonna be yeah. the regulations. so i don't want to put myself in the situation that i'm gonna pay it as a training and yeah. i'm not gonna be able to use it so
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. We're just looking for that yeah just touching on regulation then since we've, we we're going to talk about that anyway um obviously we don't know what's going to happen yet nothing has been announced but you know the government yeah. have released the idea of a traffic light system um what are your thoughts on that your personal views
1: well first of all i will say that the training that's supposed to be firstly managed like trains right now is a wide west and yeah. then we don't know, like literally we can have one day training and it's done. And I don't think that's appropriate. I think that's supposed to be very in-depth anatomy training for everyone. Um in terms of like this green amber red, I'm okay with that. However, we have to know what the supervision means. Yeah. Is that mean we have made. to have the med- yeah. yeah, does it yeah. Does mean we have to have a medical in our clinic? Or it's gonna be working like with the prescriber, like I think that's the issue, because if they're going to cut off Amber for non-medic, it's not going to be good for our for us.
0: If they are expecting people to get a medical professional in clinic, first of all, the NHS can't really yeah. afford that, but yeah. secondly, it will be very expensive for you as a practitioner to have that. Personally, I think it's not necessary. You know, I think we need to be yeah. looking at, you know, good and bad practice rather than medic and non-medic.
1: Um, exactly or and eventually have like something like connection with a medic in terms of like emergency that yeah. we have a medic like somewhere nearby and then yeah. we can always like call him or have extra extra hand or extra extra help yeah. um definitely because there is a lot of good practitioners and lots of practitioners non-medics train medics yeah and, exactly yeah.
0: yeah 100% and The thing is, I think now's a really great time because, you know, you're able to give your own voice on your opinions and, you know, the government are open to hearing what people think. So, you know, they've put this information out and, you know, now's the time where you can really have an impact. And I think that's why it's really great to have these conversations, because we're hoping that we can have an impact as well. But yeah, I think obviously we don't know what's going to happen. Everyone has obviously their own views and everything. But I think as long as you are getting your consent from your client, you're going through the aftercare, you're putting your client's safety first, you're being hygienic in a clinical environment, you know, ordering from licensed pharmacies and licensed sellers, connecting with a prescriber. I think as long as you're doing all of those things, that is best practice when it comes to aesthetics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And this is what's supposed to be regulated. And I think this is what's supposed to be checked yeah. On each yeah. In each clinic and with each practitioners, because there is so many practitioners that they are, I don't know if they are at the beginning of the journey or they don't truly don't care. It's not a good practice. That
0: yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I... well,
1: that's why I like faces because on faces you can literally just have everything what you mentioned. Like you can connect with the prescriber, you can order from pharmacy, you can make a stock, you can, uh, if you have a complications, you always have a backup. So I'm using Faces since day one, Yeah, like, yeah.
0: That's that's so good to hear. And I think you're right. A lot of clients now, they understand what Faces is. And they know that if their practitioner is using Faces, they're getting their consent correctly. They're getting their before and after pictures. They're storing the batch numbers. They're also ordering from licensed pharmacies and using a registered prescriber. And I think clients are a lot more aware of the do's and don'ts when it comes to the industry. So I think yes. if a practitioner is using faces and you know doing all of those things, it is also reassuring for the client because we are here to obviously safeguard them um. and as a practitioner those those are kind of the bare minimum things you should be doing anyway so just moving on to faces obviously you've used us for a long time now Um, what would you say is your favorite thing about the app or what's your
1: favorite I think app? the thing that you can connect with prescriber and then you can straight away like order from pharmacy and the payment is just literally three clicks and is everything done so that's very helpful because Otherwise, you have to do it, everything separately. And then you can send everything to your clients, uh, all the aftercare, all the prescription, like everything you can send straight away to them. So I think this is my favorite thing that you have combined everything, all the essentials for practitioners in one place.
0: Yeah. Just one place on your phone, on your iPad.
1: Yeah, exactly. And literally, like sometimes I got the message from client. Oh, when was my last treatment? I can literally go on the app on my phone and just, yeah, send over. Yeah. And that, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah but that's I'm, very helpful.
0: I'm, I'm so pleased you're loving using it, Fabian, and it, and it is obviously assisting you with your business as well. I think that's yeah, totally. You know, We want that app to be accessible. We want it to be helpful. We want it to be easy to use. And ultimately there to take the stress out of running a business away from you guys as practitioners
1: exactly because apart from injecting people we also have the admin staff yeah that we want to minimize and make it as easy as possible yeah
0: the injecting yeah. side is such a small aspect it is, <laughs> so it
1: actually is. Running a
0: business. oh god yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being a loyal faces user and thank you yeah uh, everything's going well with your business i can't wait to see what is coming for you for the next year or so uh, we'll have thank to be you. like a follow-up one after the regulations have come in as well yeah uh, yeah thank you so much for coming on no great. thank
1: you thank you for having me oh thank, thank you, you so me. much Fabian. thank Take you care. Nice to meet you but you too Take bye bye